Welcome to the Business is Good podcast. We are still in our series entitled Good Placeology, and this is episode five, where we will be discussing where we get good place in the Bible. If you've been joining our conversations in this series, thank you. We are continuing our discussion regarding the foundational elements of good place and good place organizations. My name is Chris Young, and I have the honor of leading the Good Place Institute. As always, we have Josh Mitchell, my good friend and colleague, and our chief marketing officer here at Good Place Holdings, doing all the good things behind the scenes to make this happen, and in front of the scenes facilitating our conversation. So, Josh, thank you so very much. Appreciate all your work and partnering with you on this podcast. Yeah, Chris, so excited to be here with you. Um, And I'm also really looking forward to this episode in particular. Uh, Just as a little real quick recap, in episode three, we answered the question, why the Bible and business? And we talked about deriving definitions, principles, and the values from the Bible. And try to be accurate according to the overall narrative of the Bible and not just to proof text our own ideas. Uh, In episode four, we addressed the storyline of the good news of the Bible. Um, So again, going into episode five, I'm always curious of what you're going to say, but I'm also excited about what's going to happen also. Excellent. So yeah, in this episode, uh, we do, we want to talk about where we find good place in the Bible and what principles and values we find there uh, to inform the makeup of a good place. So welcome to the conversation. Kind of wish we could all be at our local coffee shop and maybe Josh and I could buy you all coffee and discuss this in person, Uh, but hopefully this is the next best thing, so perhaps just use your imagination um, that maybe we're doing just that and we'll grab a cup of coffee, Josh and I already have ours, and join us in our episode five conversation in Good Placeology, a good place in the Bible. Thanks, Chris. I know the topics we have discussed in previous episodes lay the foundation and both build upon another and inform our overall concepts of good place. But I feel like this episode will give us a direct connection between the why and the what we are trying to achieve with good place. Chris, I know this might be hard, but can you just give us an outline of kind of where we find good place in the Bible and how it informs a purpose and leading of good place organizations? Yes, of course. Uh, We find good place in the Bible in the front and the middle and the back. (laughs) Well, how? Sorry for the humor. Can can we dig into that a little bit more? uh, Just kind of know what do you mean by the front, the middle, and the back? Yeah, perfect. Kind of to start out, we like to say that God is in the place making business. Um, He's always making good places for people to live the way he intends. And then there's outcomes uh, to people living in those good places uh, the way he intends. And we'll we'll unpack that here uh, as we look in the front, in the middle, in the back of the Bible. So here we go. So let's look in the front of the Bible. And I think we, we... shared this a little bit in a previous episode, but we're looking in the book of Genesis, right? And the the book of Genesis starts with, in the beginning, God, and and God's doing something he created. Well, he created a place. It was called the garden. And then he created people, and he put them in that place to do what? To live in the way God intends, and so that he could bless them. So the intent, or the outcome, was that he puts good people in a good place for his glory and for our flourishing and shalom. 
So there we find that, that word shalom again. And for those of you who have listened to previous episodes, um, this will be a little bit redundant. Uh, but shalom commonly is translated as peace. Um, but we like to call it scuba diving peace. Uh, it, it has a, a more uh, robust meaning than just peace. You know, it means purposeful and completeness and fulfillment and thriving and flourishing and um, beauty and all of those things. And, and the, the definition that we like to give is harmony or harmonious relationship with, with God, with ourselves and each other, uh, and with creation. And in our context, um, harmonious relationship with work and organizational life. So that's what they had in the garden where God made a good place and he put good people in it uh, for his glory and for their flourishing and shalom. As we move on, we're looking at, it's, it's kind of towards the beginning, but we'll call it the middle. It's in a couple books called Deuteronomy and Exodus. Uh, God is, God's got another place in mind. Uh, this place is called the Promised Land, uh, and he's got some good people in mind. In this case, it's Israel, uh, where God says, you know, you're, you'll be my people and I'll be your God, and I'm going to bring you to this Promised Land, this good place, so that you can live in the way that God intends, and so that he can bless and the outcome, again, is his glory and our flourishing in shalom. Keep on moving throughout the Bible. Again, in the middle, and I really, really love this story. It's in 1 Kings 10. Um, I like to call it, why be excellent? Um, this is Solomon's kingdom. And the story goes, the queen of Sheba uh, heard a lot about Solomon, his kingdom. If you remember the story of Solomon, um, uh, God granted him wisdom because that's what he asked for. And God said, because you asked for wisdom to, to rule well, uh, to lead well, uh, I'm going to give you um, all the other stuff you didn't ask for that you could have, which is riches and in the kingdom and all that sort of thing. So um, Solomon, you know, is the is the wisest, richest person in the world in that day. And the Queen of Sheba heard about his reputation. And this is where the world is kind of coming to Solomon to to get their questions answered. They're looking for leadership wisdom, et cetera, et cetera. He's like the, you know, the 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 business guru consultant of his day, the leadership consultant of his day. And he receives the Queen of Sheba and she says, you know, hey, I just wanted to check check you out to see if your rep- reputation actually, you know, you live up to it. And so, you know, this is a little bit of paraphrase, but, you know, he took her on a tour. He showed him his kingdom, um, showed the, the organizational elements of his kingdom. And it was working like clockwork. It was prosperous. There were people were thriving and flourishing, all those words that we use. And the Queen of Sheba saw this. And, and saw the, the operation of his kingdom and how it was being led and how the people were thriving and flourishing. And, um, and she says, you know, who is this God that you serve? Let's glorify him kind of thing. So again, in, in the middle of the Bible, we find another good place where people are living the way God intends them to live and he gets glory and they get flourishing and shalom. Another place in the middle of the Bible, and I apologize, I'm probably going pretty fast here, so Josh, chime in whenever you would like. <laughs> um, this next place is a figurative place. Um, the three places I, I previously described were in the Old Testament. Now we're going to jump to the New Testament, and this figurative place that Jesus sets up, it's called the church. And it's supposed to be a good place where people, again, flourish and thrive, where people who follow Jesus live in the way that he intends, and therefore he can bless. 
right? Um, this is where we kind of take a quick pause and maybe deal with some reality about, you know, what is the church? You know, the church is not a place. It's not an event. Um, it's a people, you know, we don't do church, we be church, wherever we're at kind of thing. At least that's the way the Bible describes it. Uh, it also says in John 13, 35, uh, this is the primary characteristic that the church should be known for. And I have a little fun with this sometimes when I talk with other audiences and I say, hey, let me, let me give you a multiple choice question. If I asked you, hey, what is the church known for? Or what, actually, what should it be known for? So option A is um, the church's incredibly accurate uh, theology. Uh, option B is its love for moral people and its hatred for immoral people. That one makes me sad. And number two, or excuse me, uh, option C would be its love for one another. Well, a little bit of a leading question there, because the answer in John 13, 35 is the whole wide watching world should know that you follow Jesus or you're a part of this thing called the church by your love for one another. And honestly, that was the original attraction model. We don't need lots of programs and PowerPoints and professionals. We just need love for one another, and people will be attracted to that. So this figurative place called the church in the New Testament, again, where we are supposed to live the way, or we are, (laughs) supposed to live the way God intends, he blesses it, and it's for his glory and for our flourishing and shalom. And then Jesus leaves And what's it say when he left this earth? Hey, I'm going to do what? Prepare a place for you. So he actually leaves to go prepare another place. And in Revelation, uh, the author of John sees this vision of this place that Jesus is going to prepare for us. And the place is called the new heaven and new earth. And it actually comes here where God's going to dwell here with his people. So the, you know, all people who claim to follow Jesus, or I like to say it this way, who want to hang out with Jesus now and forever, uh, get to hang out with him in this new Jerusalem, this new earth, live in the way God intends, only this time it's perfect. And where he gets perfect glory, and we get perfect flourishing and perfect shalom with God forever. And that's kind of from the, from the garden in the beginning to the city in Revelation, and for then all eternity. It's this idea of God putting people in good places to live the way he intends for his glory and for our flourishing and our shalom. Hmm. I mean, Chris, that there's so much in there. And, and for anybody listening, I think one of the things that we'll start doing in the in the comments section or the the notes section is, is listing out some of the scripture that Chris also referred to uh, in this podcast, because I, as I'm trying to take notes or trying to understand everything that you're going through, uh, I get so captivated by one concept and we go to the next one. Um, so I, we'll, we'll provide that for everyone. But I also have to say that, man, you just blew up my childhood of like doing the steeple and the doors open and people are inside the church because that, that, that actually has no bearing on what we're actually, what the church actually is. And I, and I do love that the church is a people. It's not a place. So thanks for um, kind of confirming that and kind of and talking to everyone about that. Um, I, I appreciate like always all the time and effort that you put into thinking through this, uh, especially thinking how, how this, the business and the Bible all kind of work together um, and the whole idea of kind of redeeming work to be good. So mm-hmm. I, I appreciate um, 
your brain in all of this, Chris. I I don't know if anybody's ever said that to you, but I really do appreciate your brain. It's a scary place to be sometimes. (laughs) But yeah, so you mentioned something so, so important. And I was a little remiss when I was describing, I got excited about the front, middle, back. But, you know, it's not any secret, you know, as God's putting good people in good places where we get this idea of good places, right? Those characteristics that we mentioned. And so hopefully, you know, we're, we're drawing the connection between the last few episodes of building the foundation of good place and where we're getting good place. Mm-hmm. So thanks for, thanks for facilitating this one as well. Thank you all uh, for joining us on this episode. We hope you enjoyed your coffee. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. Uh, we hope you got a better understanding of, of where we find good place in the Bible uh, and the principles and the values that are foundational and informational to good place and to the purpose and the operation of good place organizations. Uh, I think I can speak for Josh. We just love spending this time with you. I know I like spending this time with Josh and whoever's listening uh, or whoever wants to chime in and give us some feedback. That would be fantastic. Uh, we very much look forward to the next time that we get a chance to grab coffee together and we'll talk more about good place.